Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we do a different topic when it comes to the debauchery of drinking and the tales that come with it. And this week, it is... uh Challenges, drinking challenges. Challenges, contests, challenges, right. uh, unsafe bar um, <laughs> programs right. and discounts <laughs> yeah. that you turned into a challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the underrated one. The food challenges get all the pub. You know, they have TV shows yes. around it, you know, like eat this 50, you know, whatever the heck it is, mm-hmm. 50 ounce steak or whatever, right? this huge, you know, burger, whatever, think of that. But, uh, you know, that'll get your TV shows, but... Uh, you're twenty, you know. You're you're twenty drinks in an hour. That doesn't. That doesn't. You know, the, the unsafe ones don't get the. Uh, it bubble, may not make TV, out there. right? Yeah, it may not. You know, you may not see that recorded on Coney Island. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, th- there's people across the country doing that every night. CJ, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like uh, tennis. Nobody watches tennis, but everybody plays it. You know. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> drinking contests are participated in regularly. But you're right, yeah, it's the yeah. food contest that get all the, the glory. And, you know, watch it, maybe participate in it. I get that. So we won't have any uh, special guests, but we have enough history and uh, drinking oh, yeah. experience with that with contests. We're going to have our own personal mm-hmm. stories when it comes to drinking challenges and some national stories we'll get into towards the end. Um, but before we get to that, Sean, you are in, obviously recording from Chicago. Where the Lincoln Lodge show is live. My, I might sound a little different to both you and the listeners. Mm-hmm. I might sound stuffed up. Um, dealing with some allergy issues. Uh, Chicago right now right. has the worst air index in the world. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I always love when they say that too in the weather report because mm-hmm. they're basically like, we're worse than fucking China. Okay. You know? <laughs> I know. What they have to deal with every day for the last yeah, thousand exactly. years. <laughs> we have to deal with it for like 24 hours. Right. And it's also like not man made. I mean, you could maybe indirectly say global sure. warming, but it's not like China where they're just like, we're running these factories. We don't care how many people it kills. You know? Right. <laughs> we do laugh here in Los Angeles with everyone screaming blood murder with the with smoke in the air of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah no shit we all we are the China yeah America. this is your like because we're always making fun of you guys for being soft right. for uh, cold temperatures mm-hmm. and this is like the one area where you guys can be tough yeah like, we have this all the yeah, time we're just used to and it's our own fires. This isn't even your damn fire. You know, it's just like se- you're getting secondhand smoke from Canada. And you guys are like, you guys are like basically like the uh, the the Karen in the 70s. Like, excuse me, sir. Can you move your cigarette, please? You know, take yeah, that exactly. down the line. Well, it's also funny because I was at a bar last night. And first of all, like I, I go in with my buddies and they're like, uh, it, it, other than the fact that you're covered in smoke, it's a gorgeous day. And <laughs> right. um, they're like, should we sit outside? I'm like, well, you know, technically, uh, the World Health Organization says we're not supposed to be outside for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> one quick one. <laughs> like, okay. like, have we ever stopped with just one? Right. Sure. The staff made us come in to order the drinks. They're like, uh-huh. well, we're not sending staff out there. But yeah. they did allow us to have our drinks um That's there, hilarious. But, uh, and I know you've said it. I know you had a post about how prepared... We are as Irishmen, whatever, just in general. Oh, yeah. For this kind of life. But people are acting like you're coming out of the coal mines out there. Like you're coming down in like in fucking Kentucky or something. Like, Jesus Christ. I, when I started stand up comedy, you could smoke in clubs, you could smoke yeah. in bars. And I remember going home. My eyes felt like they had been poked with daggers, which is how much smoke I had been covered in <laughs> right. over the last 10 hours. Like, there's no way this atmosphere is worse than what we were dealing no, with. I know. You'd hang up your clothes and your whole, you know, you'd just be dripping. Yeah. They'd weigh 10 more pounds of smoke. Like, that's coming that's in. How, that's how Febreze became a product. Like, I don't know if you remember the original Febreze, right. but it was like, running late for work, spray this on your, your stuff, and yeah. it'll get rid of the smoke smell. <laughs> but, um... So first of all, before I meet my buddies, I take the L. Yeah. And uh, normally I would bike, but I'm like, all right, I'm not going to bike in this weather. Like yeah, that, that's, that. That's pushing that, it. That'd probably be a tough bike ride. Wizard so I take of the L. style. <laughs> and I'm I'm running late. I see the L, and the L the L sucks now after COVID. And I'm like, I got to catch that train. So I'm running to catch the train. Mm-hmm. And I did notice that even running was tough. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm heaving and puffing here, but once I get on there. Yeah. CTA has filtered, air conditioned. Like I'll be a, completely fine. It's like a casino in there. Exactly. But it was a great Chicago moment where I, I was running so late that I was only able to catch the final train, get in, two dudes just smoking. 
<laughs> just blanketing the whole train. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's on me for yeah. thinking it would get better. Tip of the cap, sir, there. <laughs> you. <laughs> I used to say that you should still be able to smoke on the platforms during the winter of Chicago. That seems like that goes hand in hand. Obviously, you shouldn't be able to smoke inside the train. Oh, yeah, sure. But I feel like if you're, mm-hmm. at, a, if you're at a train stop like Quincy... In January in Chicago, what <laughs> <laughs> fucking bastard? Cop. Who's going to complain about? It? I mean, that that just that just goes with the oil painting of the fucking misery yeah. of the Chicago winter. Maybe you could make the argument because I do love how when it's super cold on the train stop, they have that one McDonald's heat fry light yeah. that everybody crowds <laughs> right, under. Right, right. Maybe you could make the argument you can't smoke under that because yeah, um, right. everybody's crowding there. Fair um, but certainly, if you're willing to go to the middle of the platform, there's no reason you shouldn't be. Yeah, and if you're hanging off right, hanging off the edge, you're just getting pure, pure. First blasted. of all, half the platforms are, are in the middle of a highway, so you just have all this traffic <laughs> blowing know. smoke at you that's at 90 I mean. miles an hour, anyways. That's what I mean. The, the air is not the air is not the most purest of any of a you know filtered anyway in the city, yeah. in the city of Chicago. But now you have to deal with this. So well, good luck to all everyone out there. Hope you can hope you can get through these harrowing times of uh, <laughs> of a bad cough for a couple days as you go from <laughs> bar to bar and have to bring your and have to bring your drinks inside to bring. <laughs> it's terrible, CJ. It's like living in China. <laughs> In the world. No outdoor service. I know. That's Um, amazing. But yeah, I love this uh, theme of contest what do we want to get into uh, yeah. first here well we, we had the idea of these drinking challenges we on a previous episode we talked about the bladder buster contest of a college bar yes college bars like to have these a lot because you know you have kids yeah. no, no money who want to drink a lot and they mm-hmm. want to do it full throttle so they're there yeah. to uh, service them so we, we we're trying to locate who this was this bladder buster one where uh you drink for free Everyone drinks for free in the bar until someone breaks the seal and goes to the bathroom. <laughs> and then it's off for everyone. Right. The whole bar loses. Everyone's off so and it's a full great, price. Great way to just ostracize somebody <laughs> for the rest of the night. You just ca- ruin their reputation. You just had the football team lined up at every bathroom. Just intimidating. <laughs> sure. Okay, I guess I'll just piss at the bar. That's fine. Everyone, you keep drinking. You piss at the bar as long as it's not, yeah. you know, inside. So we can't get a confirmation where this was at. But, and then it got us into a study of seeing uh, if breaking the seal meant anything. Because that, that's always the thing. Once you break the seal, you know, you'll never stop. And it turns out that's, that's a myth, right? That's it is a myth. Uh, so what happens is alcohol, th- there's a couple things at play. But basically when you're drinking, al- your body just produces a lot more urine. Mm-hmm. So, like, what people forget is... what. <laughs> When you break the seal, that's because there's an entire train of urine behind it right. being produced every second, and like you're um, you're not uh, making that train slow down any by pushing <laughs> off breaking the seal. You know, <laughs> I mean that's kind of the theme of what we're going to talk sure. about tonight. The body only works at a certain rate, right. and if you push it too far with anything, you're going to have bad experiences. Yeah. So if anything, might as well, you might as well make it alcohol, we think. <laughs> if you're going to, because like, <laughs> anything, at this rate, at the rate we're talking about, anything's going to kill you. So you might as well yep. have fun with it. So we were trying to find a source of that. Uh, first, I thought it was a, um, a Villanova bar. I asked them. They said they didn't have that, but they did have a, another uh, drinking night called. You asked your college buddies this? Yeah, college buddies of Villanova. Yeah. I didn't go to Villanova, but I used to hang out there all the time. Um, uh-huh. But I do remember this one. They had Sink or Swim, it was called. And that was a okay. $5 cover, free drinks for four hours, 8 to 12. <laughs> sink I love how or Sink swim. or Swim is nothing to do with water nope. or anything. They're just talking about you personally yeah. are going to either sink you're, or swim as yeah. a person. You're either going to survive or you're going to fucking yeah. fall or you're going to go to the bottom. <laughs> That's how I was taught to swim too. You'll sink. You get. You know, your dad tosses you in there. Sink or swim. You'll learn. <laughs> Feet to the fire. That, that is amazing. Yeah. Some and, of these specials are just so funny. It just like, just how honest they are about. Uh, it's amazing. It's. Le- I don't think any of them are legal anymore. These are all mm-hmm. stuff from like you know uh, twenty years ago. But uh, I thought it was Mike Bridenstine. Right. Who told us about bladder busters? So I reached out to him earlier today, and he's like, No, 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 that wasn't me. He's like, Well, we did have. At my college in Iowa was flip night. Flip night. And I'm thinking this might be flip cup or something. Yeah. He goes, no, nope, not exactly. You flip the quarter and you would call heads or tails. <laughs> if you were wrong, yeah. you had to pay 25 cents for the beer. If you yeah. were right, 
it was free. What? <laughs> so the quarter was the max you would have to pay for a beer. The quarter was the full wager and the judge. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's that's amazing. Anytime you got to yeah. anytime you got to save quarters during the week too for quarter night, you know, for flip night or whatever. Like, oh, I need I need I need at least fifteen of these for uh, for Thursday. These were always like on a Wednesday or a Thursday too. It was never like a nice Friday night you know, where they would have a special. Oh, and the like bartenders that. hated working it because sure. I remember I would go. I would always make sure to tip as though it was a regularly priced beer because yeah, yeah. otherwise you're 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 not going to get good service. All but right. like there would be so many people like flip night. Oh, got it right. Heads. Well, see you in five minutes and just not give them any money, you know, not tip them, not, nothing, you know. That is incredible. And I was also told during Sink or Swim, speaking of beers for a quarter, that eventually the PA, uh, Pennsylvania like Liquor Board, stepped in and said, all right, guys, no more free drinks for four hours. You have to charge at least a nickel. And so that was kind of like, that was them <laughs> tightening it up. And then that eventually really squeezed them, squeezed them until it got to a quarter. And then there was like outrage and they had they, they topped it off at that. All right, that's the quarter. <laughs> I, when I first moved to Chicago, I went to a bar. I think it was called The Union. It was on Halstead, just yeah. north of uh, Diversity. And they used to have a special, I don't know how it was legal. Yeah. But um it was like sink or swim. It was five dollars. Now it was only for two hours, but it was just all you can drink. And it was mm-hmm. like a seven dollar cover in the back. And but you had to go, no matter what the temperature was, you had to drink in their in a certain area in their beer garden. <sighs> and it was like a um almost like a kid's play center yeah, or like something a, like, like that. It was like you, you guys are over there, okay? <laughs> a you know? bullpen they just had you yeah. going in there. <laughs> I remember. I do remember that because because those bars um, you're talking about there, like in Lincoln Park, there, like around the Halstead, and yeah. like uh, what Armitage, whatever that whole area mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you know, because because they they would they would cater to the DePaul crowd because DePaul is right around there. Mm-hmm. But it's also yep. people living there in the city in Chicago, so it was, so it was a mix. So they'd have these college specials, yeah. But we also, but then you know, the, the alcoholics were us in Chicago. We'd find them, <laughs> find these deals and come in. So they're just all right. We just got to separate these kids, you know. It's like literally put like walls in cages up in between. You can't be talking <laughs> to these college kids. All right, we're not. We can't scare them. <laughs> it's yeah. not easy to pull off the city campus. So. That was great. So anyway, so we'll take a quick break after this, Sean, and then we're going to come back and we're going to each tell some own personal, our own personal drinking contest stories. When we get back after this, that's our, uh, for, without further a brew. Is that how we do this? Love it. I forget how, I don't know. Yep. I'm trying to do this when we're just bringing it back to us. I like it. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back here in the Blackout Diaries. I am CJ Sullivan. I am Sean Flannery. You just heard us in the previous segment. This is when we usually go, you just heard it. That was a recording of uh, so-and-so. Now you the just hilarious CJ yeah. Sullivan. <laughs> right. <laughs> the amazing Sean Flannery. Bringing current day drinking tales to you. <laughs> no matter what. But we're talking about drinking contests today, and or drinking con- challenges, not contests, mm-hmm. I guess, you know. Yep. Um, we, we, we said earlier that... Uh, the uh, food challenges get all the pub, but the drinking ones, if they do get pub, it's usually in a bad way. And there's just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like laws get changed. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a story that happened recently here of a vacationer down in Jamaica who, who sadly passed. Away. I think this happened today, the day we're recording, because this kind of inspired uh, the whole theme. Normally, when we read these kind of stories, we yep. do an open invite. Unfortunately, due to the tragedy, there's nobody to invite. I was right just going to say, there's a couple stories we were telling that would love the open invites, but we're going to have to. They're, they're waiting on us to, for us to join them in the afterlife because <laughs> <laughs> they were committed. Um, so yeah, this one's. So you're right. June 28th, I'm looking at is the date yeah, this it's happened from today. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but we're recording a day after that. So, um, a vacationer in Jamaica, he died after trying to down all twenty-one cocktails on a drink menu. <laughs> so I don't even know if this was a, is this not even a bar? Is this was his own personal challenge that he made? No, it? Uh, I don't know if the bar. <laughs> so they're not clear about whether the bar is specifically marketing this. But right. The article does say that other people at the resort were trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like a known okay. challenge okay. at this. Because it says, uh, like right here, it says, a British man vacationing in Jamaica died while trying to drink 21 cocktails on the bar's menu. Uh-huh. Timothy Southern of Staffshire, England, was on vacation with his family May 20, 22, 
in St. Anne, Jamaica, mm-hmm. and he met a, two Canadian women who were also trying to complete a 21-drink challenge oh, to celebrate a birthday. Yeah, so it is. So he decided thing. to join in. <laughs> I like this slide. He's already, I like when they already come up drink. He's already, already had been drinking brandy and beer prior to taking up the challenge. You know, you got to get a good base before you start getting some boat drinks in you. Well, I mean, it's not like a baseball player, like, you know, does his first swing at his first at bat, right? You got to get some practice rounds in, some reps yeah. there. Yeah, get some cuts in there. You take some take some swings. And I mean, because you got a lot because you got a lot of sugar. So you're going to need something to base this on. You know, you're drinking, you're drinking a lot of rum drinks down there in the islands. Yeah, that's what I was. You know, I think um, that's really never a good idea to try to do 21 <laughs> drinks. You know, yeah, right. I mean, just. It, it's a good idea not to take on a full menu anywhere, you yeah. know, uh, food, yeah. drinks. But if you are, let's say you are going to do this, I think uh, like Caribbean or uh, tiki drinks, uh, any of those like oceanic um, where everything's dialed up to 10, that's uh-huh. the worst. Like yeah. that would be the worst way to do it because you have no idea how much alcohol you're drinking. And they're huge. They come in these enormous cups. <laughs> I'm trying to. I mean, that's that's why it's amazing. So, 21 of these insane island drinks, and so there, so there was a challenge. They must. I mean, the words kind of low on this, but they've been like, there has to be some wording on the menu. Try them all. Like, see, see, you know, there has to be some kind of like, uh, because he he did says here. So after brandy and beer, just to warm up, he joined the women and managed to have 12 drinks before returning to his room. At the Royals Club Caribbean and later died. <laughs> Just right there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is sad. Not, yeah, not to laugh at a death. But, but like I said, we're not laughing at the death. We're laughing at the hilarity of the death, of course. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers as well. But he went out, he went out in a pretty good way. Sad that he has a family. But um, yeah, so he went, just went right back to the room. Okay, I think I've hit my limits. <laughs> at that point, you're, you're just as like at risk of dying from the sugar, I would think. Than the actual, yeah. Who knows? I mean, the, the coroner said it was acute gastro problems, no. which like doesn't God. sound, yeah, right, horrible. you know, or real. Um, <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I think it's just uh, you know, it's interesting because um, you know, we, we were talking earlier about how the like just nobody understands how you can't do twenty one of anything, yeah. really, especially at that size. Like we've always loved. When um, there's always like a radio station mm-hmm. every now and again that will give away like a new PlayStation 4 to whoever can drink the most water. <laughs> and then the person dies. And that's how like everyone at the radio station learns. And right. you could, I, it, to Turns, me, it's such yeah. an American story because no one at the radio station knew you can die from water. Yeah. None of the contestants knew. None of the listeners who heard these advertisements knew. <laughs> that, no one said, that's not a good idea. You know, it's water. Yeah. How can I, I can't hurt them? It passed through many levels. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> right. If you put 21 of anything in your body, it's going to. I mean, it's got to go through your, your, your liver, your bladder, all that, mm-hmm. right? And that's right. what, like the size of your fist. So, like, that's what you're sending it. It eventually can't go anywhere. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and with those drinks, it, I mean, I, I do understand. I sympathize or empathize with this uh, British tourist a little this bit. British because guy. I can, you could Because, you, like you're saying, you don't understand how much alcohol is in these things. No. And when they're colorful and fruity and they're very tempting, you're like, well, why can't mm-hmm. I knock back all it's of them? It's a sneak attack. It is it's very much it's, a sneak it's an attack. Un, it's actually an unethical drink. The more I... Uh, yeah. I um, I'm going to blame the bar entirely, not even just for the 21 thing, <laughs> but just for making drinks. Like Absolutely. This. And I actually uh, and I would say it's, it's actually probably safer to do 21 like, you know, straight just pure whiskey, straight up whiskey or, or, or whatever, yeah. whatever it is we wanted to drink. And I know this from personal facts, Sean. I've done I've done both and I've done okay. both challenges. Um, mm-hmm. One with the fruit uh, boat drinks like that. We were in West Palm Beach, Florida. At the uh, at a comedy club down there, and they made they made like a ton of specialty drinks for uh, me and uh, TJ Miller. We were down there, and like they, you know they specialize in with all your rolls, whatever, just to, to, to help the sales, you know. And so we thought sure. as a joke, like bring bring us all the drinks, and they made like ten of them, you know. And so we lined them we lined them up for the photo, you know, because it's a hilarious photo. One, they're all just crazy different colors, you know, sugar canes coming out of it, you know. And eventually we drank them, you know. Like, well, well, now we got to drink. We can't, wait, wait, what else? You right, we're not gonna waste them, you know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And of course, they get to you. you, you get, a lot of you just get like the, the head rush. You get did, a did you do this before a show? Um, did, you, did you drink all these before? A show no, no, no. We we would have it. Well, it was probably in between. I mean, in Florida, 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of it's encouraged in Florida, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't knock yeah, yeah. them all. I was going that's going to be one hell of a show. Yeah, we didn't knock them all back all and go up uh, go up on stage. I mean, I mean, we went through the night, so yeah, I'm, I imagine a couple were before. It, it okay. wasn't all like we, we didn't take them down like shots. You know, they were. We, yeah. we went up with them. We we mingled. You know, we had the fishbowl sure. in our hands and we're like cas- <laughs> cascading. But eventually, it, it, that always lends up to the end of the night. You know, it's the sugar gets you, the alcohol gets you. The, it's a lot of them are frozen. So you're just throwing up blue and orange concoctions yeah. like in the streets in the beautiful Florida. Yeah, your your body's like, what the hell is he doing to me? Right. It's like, he, is he at a birthday party? Is he at a bar? Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, <laughs> it, you know, it's as much sugar as a birthday cake exactly. mixed in with more whiskey yeah. than you normally drink in a night. We were on a vacation. He was eating crabs earlier. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but cut to, and I say, so that 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 led to bad that led to bad uh, things. But there was also a bar near us um, in Chicago, which is still great, one of the uh, famous hot dog places, Clark Street, uh, Clark Street Dog. Which is yeah, in- well, it's interesting because many people don't know it's a bar, right? Because it's also a late night, um, like great uh, greasy food, uh, you know, hot dog. Yeah, dogs it's a famous Chicago hot dog place. It's kind of in Wrigleyville, near the Cubs, but not oh, not quite near. It's kind of a and it's on this weird triangle. Yes. It's like a six. It's like an uh, an asymmetrical six way intersection, and it has a patch of a triangle. Standard that north it's on. side, standard north side Chicago nine way <laughs> hexagon, whatever like intersections where things just don't make any sense whatsoever, and are interjected. It's the reason why. Bernie Bryce will not go north of Taylor Street. Yeah, and um, so we, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's right it's where Halstead, Clark, I think Barry Bra- is there. Yeah, Barry, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyways, it's it's like this. Yeah, it's like this Chinese star basically. But anyway, so there's a Clark Street uh, dog there. It's, you know, it's a good hot dog place. But they have a sidebar there mm-hmm. that because it's because it runs late night and it used to and it's still uh, they kind of redid it a little bit once they got money now. But when we go, mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a. Pretty fucking shady dive bar. Oh, it was. It was great. Connected yeah. to it, you know. Like yeah. you would, po- you would go in there like drunk and ordering a hot dog, and you would just poke your head into the bar. Like, Maybe we'll get a drink while we wait. No, we won't. <laughs> like you're yeah. not going I mean, anywhere. You know how scary of a bar you need to be <laughs> on the north side of Chicago right. for somebody to not want a seat to eat yeah. an Italian beef. And you're you know? all- <laughs> like, nope. Exactly. I'll, I'll eat it moving. <laughs> There's one of those great dive bars, like bar, uh, TV on the bar. I always like that, like when it's like kind of sitting on top. Of yeah, the it's on the actual physical bar right. itself. It's, it doesn't have a stand, which means it's probably getting broke so often that that's just like how they replace it. Absolutely. You know? But we found this kind of a hidden gem like during the day, for the day yeah. drinking, earlier hours, mm-hmm. you know, and it was all on the way to shows and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, I remember me and Aaron discovered this one time. So we, we, we were drinking at the bar there, and uh, – we saw a sign to vo- try our vodka sampler, you know. And we're like, vodka sampler, okay. What's uh, what's a vodka sampler, you know? And it was like this, I think it was like this like Wednesday afternoon, this one bartender, you know, this woman who works there once a week, works somewhere else, but she just comes in there for this, you know, and she probably wanted to p- promote yeah. this thing. Well, we got this promotion, it's like three olives of vodka or something. They have all different flavors. So, yeah, we tried to do a sampler, and, and, a sam- and their, their menu was they had ten different vodkas. So we, we want to play. We, we'll we'll hide it. We'll pour you ten sh- is ten shots for twenty dollars, and then we cover it. And you try to and you try to guess which flavor it is. They try to make it like a Pepsi challenge, you know. Yeah. But we're yeah. like, wait, what? Ten for twenty? <laughs> yeah. And they're a full shot, and they were just pure vodka. I mean, yeah, they, they had a hint. Yeah, of, I remember. They had a like a hint shot. of lemon yeah. or something. Yeah, or vodka shot. Yeah. They, they, you weren't tasting any flavors, you know. You go, like, oh, yep, that was definitely peach, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're doing eight shots and you're waiting and you're, like, and you're just drinking straight vodka, no mixer, no anything. And we're like, how is this a how is this a fucking deal? And it turns out they just had like you know they're over they're just trying to get rid of it. So, <laughs> so they try to make they make up this game. So basically, then word got out about this. You know, we we would go behind a bar. We're setting up challenges for people. They didn't care what you did back there. Then word got out. Then it just became our bar. I had a birthday there. I mean, it was like in October, so it was like playoff bait comes into playoffs. Then Aaron Foster had a birthday to same same week, same place a week later. Like it just became the spot until we wound up drinking all of 
their three olive vodka dry. <laughs> and they eventually, and I remember we came back with them and they changed it to twenty five dollars. I realized the word was getting like, okay, yeah. we're, we're we're taking a bath in this. We didn't expect <laughs> we didn't expect anyone to actually do the full thing. We thought you'd take. I love one that. Or two. I love that when they don't expect right. anyone to do it. You know, like they it, underestimated now if, me. If one person signs up, we're economically ruined. <laughs> as right. long as that. I was, you know, you know, I work in IT, and yeah. um, you know, Elon Musk is trying to do Twitter Blue. I don't think I've told you this yet, mm-hmm. but where people pay for Twitter, but yeah. like nobody wants to pay for Twitter. It's supposed to be like ten dollars a month, and he keeps eight dollars. Right, saying right. you get, keeps saying you get these benefits that no one cares about. Mm-hmm. Like no one's like that's not important to me. So one of the things he added, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this, he's like, okay, well you can post unlimited videos. Yeah, and there's a couple of IT people like, wait, what? Yeah, like there's you know most videos are limited to. Four minutes right. on Twitter. Now you can do you two can hours, right? Or something. Yeah, up to two hours. And somebody was like, wait a minute. If that's true, that's the cheapest storage on the internet. So this dude <laughs> just bought Twitter Blue for $8, and he's just uploading every movie he owns as a tweet. And that's just where he's storing them digitally now. <laughs> so his Twitter profile is just like the godfather. Oh, my Top God. Gun, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. So that stays there in your Twitter, like your Twitter draft yeah. or whatever. That's inc- yeah. that's incredible. I love that whole blue check mark thing was hilarious to me anyway because uh, all it's all people bitched about was wanting to be the blue check mark and the verified. And then you know before yeah. before Elon did this thing, and now yeah. he says you can just pay eight dollars for it, and people are like. And people and, and people do the fake outrage. I'm like, like uh, I will not pay for a blue check mark. Like, actually, you would. You just don't want people to know you're paying for it. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's exactly. All right. it is. Like you, I've always said what he should do is he should have all the benefits that he has, right? But then he should also randomly assign it to about like a third of users. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes you have to pay. Or maybe just sign it to the celebrities who care about their image yeah, yeah. and be like, if you don't want it, right. pay me to take it down. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. They, they, <laughs> and I, I did see some of that, too. Like, like you could do things when they, they just gave you, you try to get rid of it, and they still gave you the blue check mark, and people are screaming about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. You ransom. <laughs> you you want to think people, people are going to think you're cool? All right, pay me. <laughs> but, yeah, I love, like, those kind of specials. Like, who would... Who would do this? Right. You know, like the and, vodka sample. And they certainly is, didn't expect uh, me to call our friends to ruin them financially, as you said. <laughs> Who would do, do you such remember, a thing? This is this is semi related. Do you remember? Because you, this was one of the first times you and I hung out, or certainly the first time we got really, really drunk. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember that. Ledley was working at that weird basement bar. Yeah, in Wrigleyville. And yeah, and he uh, it gets purchased. By a new owner, and for some reason, no one was able to explain, and everything about this sounded shady, Yeah, but nobody was able to explain why. The deal was contingent upon, the new owner said, I want all this beer out of here. I want this, I want it all drinking. Yeah, in, this is like in, a Chicago uh, liquor 48 license. hours. This is like Chicago what? liquor license folklore, you know? This goes yeah, back to the and, Al Capone days and shit. Like, okay, new owner, but, they, but you can't get rid of that liquor, and I can't, so... You, this has to go, and it has to go yeah. the right way. <laughs> this has to go the right way. <laughs> so I guess this this owner turns to Ledley, who um, is a bartender yeah. and improviser. 80s clown is what we call uh-huh. him. Uh, he had a hilarious character where he was a failed 80s clown. But anyhow, he's like, how am I going to sell? Who could I know that could drink all this beer in one weekend? And Ledley's right. like, I know a guy. <laughs> he calls me. He yeah. called like one person. He's like, right. if I tell him this, he'll tell the right people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I remember I was at work. I used to work at CNA Insurance, and I was at work. And uh, when he tells me this, it's like noon right. on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on my way. I hung up. I told my boss I'd be out for two days. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> it was the first time I hang out with Vatterat. Yeah. Like, and I think I called you. Yeah, for sure. No, this um, is one of the most legendary. I, didn't, I don't think I had ever called you before. I'm like, hey, Sean Flannery, right. you know, we, we've met, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be calling if it wasn't this important, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) this was like a straight up, this was like our Woodstock. This was like a three day festival that happened. You know what I mean? Talking about like, oh, going down there. In this basement bar, we didn't Right, this basement bar. And it was just a bunch of idiot comics drinking for drinking this place. Like everyone, I remember like people like, I remember Vatterat like being wheeled out like on a keg, you know, we're throwing them out in the street, you know, and like just tossing them like dwarf tossing, you know, and things like everyone just doing bits upon bits and just fall down face paint drunk <laughs> we and there was no closing time right 
my roommate, I woke up on the brown line the one day, um, just on a moving <laughs> sure. train. No yeah, idea right, how I got right. there. You know, like business people are going into work. I'm like lying down. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know. But I remember the next day, my roommates and I were going to go back. And in order to do a variation, we were like wearing ascots. So we were like dressing as fancy <laughs> businessmen. But then we just did the same thing. Right. And, this, and, and I remember obviously drinking for free, unlimited. Everything's got to go. A clearance sale of alcohol. Everything's yeah. got to go. And it has to be drank. And it was that nobility, the kind of like. Uh, Bryce's old bit about drinking for charity, you know, those yeah. ch- all you can drink for charity is getting fucked up for breast cancer or whatever. We thought we were doing something. We're doing it for, you know, for a local business here. We are helping yeah. out the, we're helping out Small the Small business, right. Family owned business. <laughs> we all have a duty. We all have to pull together while you're out there spending money in corporations. <laughs> we're, we're doing the dirty work. Yeah, I remember that, that. All right, well, we should probably get our second break in here, and then we'll come back. We'll tell uh, a couple more stories about contests. We also got a, a couple other news articles we want to get to, uh, along with some really funny personal stories, when we get back on the Blackout Diaries. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flannery and CJ Sullivan. We are talking about drinking contests today. Yep. And when they've gone awry, sometimes even ending in death, like the Jamaican man we just talked about. You know, there's a one of my favorite you and I once hosted a trivia night and one of our categories, I don't know if you recall, was famous last words. Yes. I've always loved hilarious last words. <laughs> um, you know. And one of my all time favorites is the Irish poet uh, Dylan Thomas. His famous last words were famous. Uh, I think it was Chelsea Hotel, New York Hotel. Walks in, opens the door to the bar, mm-hmm. coming from another bar. He goes, I've just had 17 whiskeys in a row, and I do believe that's a record. <laughs> Falls over and dies. Falls dies right there. <laughs> <laughs> Irish seem to have good final uh, whiskey quotes, too, as well. Not oh, that. yeah. Is it John L. Sullivan, the boxer, who did that? Like, we threw up, like, in the 58th round or something. Because don't worry, that was just a coffee. I kept the whiskey in me or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Well, supposedly, um, um, what's his name? Uh, um, Wild's uh, last words. Yeah, supposedly his last words, uh, you know, he's like dying in a a hotel or something. Like he goes, well, either I go or that wallpaper goes, you know, and then he falls over and dies. (laughs) (laughs) But I love uh, love great last words um, on the – theme of you know somebody who was kind of like that it, it wasn't necessarily the words but like had that kind of death speaking of contests is uh, oliver reed famously died they had to cgi finish his scenes in gladiator gladiator he died he, while filming gladiator oliver which, reed the old british act all those old british theater actors were such fucking drugs legendary legendary drugs, drugs right yeah he was a gladiator so he played the uh when he played Russell Crowe, like he bought Russell Crowe, like the slave. Uh, Correct. Or, or, he was like a gladiator trainer right, or manager right. or yeah. something. Like Minor league coach wasn't... there, right. Used to be in the bigs, got sh- got shamed down to the minors, he gotta <laughs> develop some scouts, and he got a, and he got a, uh, he got a blue chip He got down. lucky with a prospect. Yeah, he got a lo- Russell Crowe fell in his hands. And uh, so anyways, while he's got a day off on filming, mm-hmm. he dies in a drinking contest in a pub in Spain. He was challenging sailors from the British Navy to a drinking contest and arm wrestling contest. <laughs> now, I was shocked to hear when I went and read his article. He was only, he was 61 when this happened. 61. Which is, which is definitely too old to be challenging <laughs> sailors in their prime of, you know, of, of any physical contest, let yeah. alone a drinking and arm wrestling. But he definitely looked like he was 81. But that's one of those old British actors. Oh, those, were, those were city miles Yeah, they on that always card. looked pretty old. So that's amazing. So it wasn't even like actors on the set of Gladiator. No, it was real Navy yeah. Marines. He had, to, he had to go drink with real men. And he goes out there, and then he yeah. dies of... Quote unquote of a heart attack, but he di- he basically died from uh, <laughs> from drinking. I guess so. This article says a, a couple things. Apparently, he, you know, Ridley Scott famously directed that. Uh, yep. Apparently, Reed before that had promised him they had quit drinking a while ago and <laughs> won't touch the stuff while drinking. And while on the set, <laughs> I'm sure as he yeah. as he put on a toga every day and sandals, he's like <laughs> he knew damn well all, what he was. All doing I ask is God. that I get a two hour lunch break, Mr. Reed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he knew damn well where he was going. Come quick got, time. It says he worked around his promise uh-huh. by saying weekend drinkings weren't part of the promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. He was at a pub called the Pub in Archbishop Street, Valletta at 2.30 p.m. I like that. <laughs> 
Listen to this quote by the screenwriter. Apparently, the screenwriter was with him. He's in this bar in Valletta, and this uh-huh. British destroyer is anchored in the bay, and the crew comes in. He's challenging the crew to some sort of drinking and debauch contest. He drinks some, he passes out, he dies. I still have his bar tab, by the way. <laughs> the screenwriter. He got stuck for it. <laughs> yeah, he got stuck for it, yeah. You know, those Spanish innkeepers are going to get paid mm-hmm. one way or another. <laughs> I like what people people are calling like out. And Dorna said, he was a great guy, you know, all this stuff. And uh, he was, uh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would even enjoy you saying that about him. He's like one of those old co-watchers. <laughs> I spoke to him on the phone two days ago. He's in terrific form, totally sober. But that was, but you could tell it was going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I bet he probably was uh, somewhat sober. Before he started filming that and then, then realized how ridiculous it is. He's being, you know, they're doing a gladiator movie after 1950. <laughs> when you're probably, you know, you've come from that Ben-Hur generation, oh, you know, sure. like there's a certain method to doing that, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you know, it's easy to fall into old routines. Yeah. And it seems sunny out there where at least his scenes were in the sun. So old man drinking in the sun, that's just a bad, that's just a bad combination. So it didn't go, <laughs> it didn't go uh, too far. But. I do like that. I'm sure he was not drinking any of those boat drinks. He was challenging sailors. No. To, he was drinking those old schools, which reminds me, Sean, of a story you famously tell. Did you write about this in your book, too? The old jut you had to have, right? No, I did not. Uh, that did not make the cut in the book. Wow. So we're getting an exclusive it's, it's a tough story. story to tell. You get an exclusive story that did not yeah. make the book that you just wrote. Did not make the book. That's but amazing. Yes, I, I, one of the drunkest days of my life yes. uh, was when I judged an old-fashioned contest uh-huh. at the Portland Whiskey Festival. Portland Whiskey Festival. Correct. Now, this is Portland, Oregon, correct? <laughs> that's correct, and that's All an right. important part of the story. All right. Because I, I was booked, the Blackout Diaries and myself was booked to do Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Yes. Which was a, used to be a famous uh, Portland yep. comedy festival. It was actually created by, well, co-created by a couple of our buddies, uh, Andy Wood and Matt Bronger. Andy Wood and Matt Bronger. It's a great festival. And um, so I'm like, I'm down. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I uh, buy my ticket. Maybe I bought my ticket while drinking. I don't know. And uh, the trip is coming up. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the next morning. And... Uh, you know, this is a real festival, so they have ground transportation. And yeah. The limo sure. driver, like he's, uh, I just need your flight itinerary. And I'm like, yep, I got it. And I, I find my flight number. I send it to him. He's like, okay. And then I, I he calls me back. I got like three missed calls from him about five minutes later. I call him back. I'm like, what's it? He's like, yeah, I just want you, you know, do you, did you mean to be flying into Portland, Maine? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know it's in Oregon? Did I mean to be going to on the opposite end of the country? Of course, of course. I want to do. Uh, I got a. I got a sister who lives over there. I wanted to see how she's doing. Quick layover. I go, buddy. I didn't even know Maine had a Portland, <laughs> and I would have never thought it's big enough to show up on Southwest website. Yeah. How so can, no. Who, how can we fly directly to Portland, Maine? That's impossible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I blame Southwest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had to be the first choice. Which, first of all, how is that the first choice? Like, right. you should have to go through who you should have to go through hoops to fly to Portland, Maine. There should like, be the, yeah. You know, there should be like like you're deleting. I, I, I gotta go through more confirmations to delete an email. I want five of those <laughs> yeah. at least. Are you sure? Are you positive you want to be flying to Portland, Maine, and you have to buy this ticket now at three thirty a.m.? Okay, we'll send you there. <laughs> Good luck. Right. So, so when is this? Are you on the flight? Are, no, I. This is like the night before I'm. I leave. Oh, okay. So I have to buy. I have to redo my itinerary. You know, it's a last minute flight now, sure. so it's like south, Southwest most expensive flight to Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon. My wife is a little frustrated with me that that <laughs> unexpected cost came up. Could have happened to any of us now. This... But here's how I land on my feet. Mm-hmm. I get a call. I like so I send him my new itinerary. I'm like, okay, you know, problem solved. Here we are. <laughs> And uh, I get a call uh, about an hour later, and he goes, hey, uh, am I speaking to Sean Flannery? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you, you run a show called The Blackout Diaries, where people tell true drinking stories. You're going to be doing that in Oregon? I'm like, I am. And he goes, is it true 
you drunkenly bought a ticket to the wrong Portland. <laughs> I go, that is also true, sir. Yeah. And he goes, well, I need a celebrity judge for a whiskey festival, and I think you'd be perfect. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the with the uh, comedy festival itself. I just think you'd be perfect. For oh, me. my God. <laughs> right. This is how opportunities arise. Yeah. By, uh, you know, so by screwing up that flight, right. I fall into being a whiskey judge. It, it honestly was one of the greatest days of my life. So uh, because it was not even has to do with the British Town Comedy Fest. It was running concurrently the, a whiskey festival, and you came in to judge whiskey in Portland, basically. Yes, or and I'm judging the old fashioned contest. But I get all these like who are they, the other it, judges? Like many, you weren't the only judge, were you? Well, they they all their celebrity judges canceled because okay. it was like uh, bad weather. Okay. So they asked me to bring in two other judges. I'm like, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> So the other judges were Tony Sam and Carl Hess, both comics, <laughs> yeah. and me. Both comics, both great drunks. Yeah, and um, so um, it's the the whiskey festival starts at noon, and they're like, yeah, you're going to be in the celebrity tent, so it's like open bar. Mm-hmm. Like the contest itself that you're judging doesn't start till five. I'm like, when does this open? They're like, well, the tent opens at noon. I'm like, well, I'll be there at noon. You know, so we all go there, <laughs> and uh, I. Like I warned everyone. I'm like, how many? What shows am I doing tonight? I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Like, we're not doing Blackout Diaries tonight, right? I'm like, okay, great. I I can perform stand up drum. Yeah, no, no you, big deal. You're you're guesting on other sets, whatever. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. Who cares? Just prop me up. Throw me the ball like Allen Iverson. I'll yeah. play through the injury, even though these injuries are self inflicted. I can get yeah. I can get through there. <laughs> Could have been avoided. It right. wasn't. <laughs> um, I don't have to do any so, audio visual. I'm judging the contest. It's amazing, but, I mean, I get hammered. I get yeah. straight up mm-hmm. absolutely hammered. I forget that the Blackout Diaries Chicago show is going on, and I have to get the presentation to them. So I have to, like, hurriedly leave there and get back to my hotel. I also forgot I'm in the wrong – I'm not in the same time zone as Chicago, which caused other mix-ups. <laughs> oh, the show back in Chicago, the local back show. Back in Chicago, yeah. I see. But anyways, we, we figure that – we figure that all out. Um, Maddie, when he called me, he's like, how come you haven't sent the presentation to me yet? I'm like, well, first of all, it's not Saturday. <laughs> and even if it was Saturday, you're calling me like five hours early. Right. And he was like, he said, the way you said it, he was like, oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I bet on the other it's end. It's on another world. Yeah, I bet on the other end of those, too. Like, when you're fucking, like, you can tell, you can tell when you're calling, like, right from a work bar situation coming out, like, listen. I got to figure it out. You know, he comes in. Like, oh, boy. I think there was a lot of me trying to calm him down, right. which actually just made him panic more. Exactly. Okay, this isn't a big deal. Okay, you know. First off, don't panic. I wasn't until then. <laughs> yeah. All right, That's so you got that handled. Now we're back in the well, – now we're back in the so now I But now I got to I gotta perform. Right. And um, I'm, I'm just gone. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. But I go up there, and I'm, like, kind of killing – and I later find out the reason I'm killing is I'm so drunk, I don't know I've done what I've just done. So I would tell a joke. Uh-huh. My first joke, yeah. I, I thought, uh, like I was ending, I go, okay, well, I got to get out of here after this one. Uh-huh. You know. Right. Um, and then I would That's tell another bit. joke, and I'm like, okay, well, I got I to gotta get out of here after this one. And I would just, <laughs> and people thought yeah. it was like this, like, anti-comedy kind of weird. Right. And they're like, oh, wow, he's telling really funny jokes, but then he's doing this weird thing, you know, mm-hmm. almost like what Veterot does. But I don't, I can't you don't do know that. Doing. I don't know how people to do that. People don't understand. That yeah, there's a thin line between that very hipster, avant-garde, you know, levels of art. And us just being drunken at jackasses <laughs> through there. Like sometimes those things like cross paths. I remember I, yeah. did, I did a set one time at uh, entertaining Julia the Putterbaugh's uh, show in Chicago, and I was fucked like absolutely out of my mind. You know, just doing yeah. drunk. I was telling some story or whatever, like just drunk story about a. Co- and there was some guy there from Steppenwolf who said, "This is the most amazing drunk character I've ever seen." Like he's like I told the things. <laughs> and then Putterbaugh's like, "No, that's 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 him. He, this is there's nothing about a lie about this. What's going on? Right now. Really?" Well, now I'm scared for everybody. <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. So anyway, so guys, so you're repeating the line. Okay, I got to get so out of here on this. It yeah. Just absolutely kills. Right. And um, I get done with that, and I just feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just my body shuts down. It's like everything. And I don't know what ha- – there's multiple theories. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know if he was being truthful f- with me, uh-huh. but the one – um, old fashioned. I had the dudes like I couldn't enter this in the contest, but you know if you want to try it, and I tried it, and it was amazing. Mm. 
but he told me it had formaldehyde in it. <laughs> and I don't know if that, <laughs> if he was fucking with me. Yeah. Or I don't know if no, I believe the other it. theory, there's three theories, All right, okay? And it did, it did destroy me. Now, maybe it was the cumulative effects of everything. That yeah, you sound, like but, girl, um, you sound like the girl, you sound like the girl, someone put something in my 14th drink yeah, last exactly. night. Yeah, exactly. Someone roofied my 13th drink last night. But he did definitely say that. In the three theories, every person had a, I thought it was actual formaldehyde. That was my theory. Mm-hmm. I think it was Carl's theory is that it was actually liquid weed and formaldehyde is that name uh, of the strand of weed. Okay. And he was actually talking about weed and not the real. Because I always heard formaldehyde is, is, is lethal. Yeah. And then Tony thinks he was just fucking with me right. and made it okay. all up. But he didn't He didn't seem that way. Three like solid theories. And it's tough when you're talking about old fashions in an old-fashioned contest. You, that whole, yep. you, that whole you know, mixologist, steampunk, curly mustache. And I, they were all that way, dude. They I'm were all sure. you're 100% in Port- you're in Portland. that way. I mean, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, so you're dealing with yeah. those characters. So I can see them experimenting with something like formaldehyde. <laughs> and it also could it, be a formaldehyde it, it, weed. Yeah, I don't think you he know was fucking with I don't think he was clever enough to be fucking with you. So I I, I, ruled, I, don't to, think so I ruled Tony Sam's out. Yeah. I uh this is another thing I forgot about. So some of the celebrity judges did end up showing up. Okay. And these are like James Beard winning yeah. chefs and <laughs> serious people who are only having a little bit of sip. Right. Like we're they're spinning, they're the spinning thing, it out. Me, Carl, and, <laughs> right. Yeah. Not us. They're also it's almost like the South Korean judge at the Olympics or something. They're like, we, we the comics, were like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right. dun. They're taking it seriously. They're giving. They have a scale. Yeah, they're taking it with. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so they were a little annoyed with us. But, um, oh, my God, it was fun. And that whiskey was so good. So and they let us drink their. Yeah, God, I was uh, trying to say, the, formaldehyde mess you up, like, physically? Did you get, like, sick like that, you're saying? I just got yeah, I got sick, and I don't normally get sick from drinking. Like I, I think I threw up. Um, I can see which them, doesn't normally. Yeah, happen. I can see them using formaldehyde because formaldehyde does, of course, it's it's known for being lethal, and that you put it like over yeah. a cloth, whatever, to, to to knock someone out or whatever. But I can see them mm-hmm. like doing like the study, like no, when it's combined with this alcohol, it negates <laughs> the feel. You know, it's not that it's not lethal when it's with this mix. I mean, it tastes terrible. It doesn't help anything, but you can do it. Like, one of these things, <laughs> like, yeah, just because I can do it doesn't mean we should be doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing. Like I said, I, I just learned, I learned new details in there. I've heard you tell a story thousands of times, and I, I get something new out of it every time. I think, you, I think you get something new out of it every time. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I was gone. Here's one other final detail. So, like many contests, you would buy your whiskeys with, um, like, you, you, they don't accept cash or credit mm-hmm. card. Like, yep. so you would have to go get these. It's actually these wooden. Like it, it was almost meant to look like an old-fashioned Western coin, mm-hmm. but it, but it was wood, and then that's how you would pay for everything. And Couple they just bits. gave us a bunch of as as judges, they yeah. gave us like hundreds. Like just have whatever you want, you know. Right. And um, I I wasn't able to spend them all. Yeah, that's how many they gave us. Yeah. And I I flew back to Chicago. I I didn't even realize they're in my bag. <laughs> and my 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 son. Brings it in for show and tell. <laughs> Just like all these whiskey coins and yeah. passes them around at Old his Wild class West in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> and it says whiskey on it. So, didn't he have to fly back the next yeah. morning, too? Was that, a situ- was that the situation? What, I did you go out there for one I, day or no? No. I, no, I was out there. I did a whole weekend of shows. Mm. I don't know if I had to fly back the next day. I, w- I was actually fine the next day. It was okay. just that night right. that I was, I was sick. Fair. It cleaned your system. I bet that guy did your yeah, favor. That, you know, yeah, I might have cleaned it that. out. Yeah. You know? That might be the hangover cure. Listen, this hangover cure might kill you, but if you get through it, <laughs> you're going to be fine that next day. Definitely worth the risk. <laughs> well, how bad do you want it? You right. Know? Absolutely. I, I was always under the impression for some reason that you actually flew to Maine. And that's when you got the call. Am I in the wrong festival? <laughs> like, that would be great. Yeah, I, I did. Well, I always thought Portland, Oregon, right. was farther away from the ocean <laughs> than. Uh, I mean, it's right in its back door there. <laughs> so that makes me feel better that you. But they they caught you just in time, which is also great. If they had not, if I did not have ground transportation, would I would have gotten on that flight, and I don't think I would have noticed until I landed. <laughs> and I don't know what I would have done. I don't yeah. know that I would have. Booked a flight to Portland. I don't know if I would have just tried to find a whiskey festival in Maine hey, or you, yeah, uh, a club made, that'll put on the Blackout Diaries. Or... I think you could have made do in Maine for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
That amazing. All right. Well, that's going to do for today's Blackout Diaries of cha- Beer Challenges, Drinking Challenges and Contests. That was a, a great episode. What, uh, what, uh, what else do you have going on besides the Blackout Diaries show every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago? Yep, uh, every Friday, 10 p.m. at the Lincoln Lodge. You can also get my book, Places I Can't Return To, mm-hmm. online, anywhere where books or audiobooks are sold. Yes. And, uh, of course, we tell you guys to give us five stars and some good reviews. Tell yes. 50,000 of your friends. Um, besides, follow me on the socials, like Instagram, CJ's almost taken. You could follow my other podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs, with CJ Sullivan. You can find that anywhere pods are told. Um if you want to hear more of me losing my mind, you were on our last episode. Well, That's I don't great. want to sneak as it's going to come yeah. on this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just covered the hockey draft, and I used an article you sent me. We love draft yes. when GMs ask ridiculous questions. The guy asked, yeah. and the guy asked him. Uh, <laughs> he said, okay, so you're in charge of a uh, – you need to sink a boat during World War II. <laughs> right. And then, but your and then teammates yeah. <laughs> are swimming along the boat. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like, what would you do? He just kept repeating, uh, I don't want to kill my teammates. But you have to. It's an order. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to kill my teammates. I'm 18. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting inside the head right. of somebody who needs that level of obedience that I'm going to be more encouraged that he isn't disturbed by this question and wants to kill his teammates than the opposite. That, that, what I consider to be the proper answer oh. is unblinking loyalty. It's amazing. You know what's funny about that hockey draft? The other funny story about the hockey draft is a lot of the players are Russian, obviously, that are drafting. Mm-hmm. And so they're, the, the GMs are rolling the dice if they should draft them because one, they're signed to their contracts, but the war is going on. And so to, yeah. to hear the GMs... Oh, they could get like enlisted or something? Yeah, or, or something like that. I mean, a billion might, things could happen. They, right. They, the government just might not let them come, come over to America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'd have to defect, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, But to listen to hockey GMs talk geopolitics and shit, you know, like, it's, 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 and he got that whole Ukraine thing, but I heard it's working out, so I'm not too worried about it. I feel you know, like, what have you heard? What have you heard, coach of the San Jose Sharks? I always love it when they say stuff like that, or like there'd be businesses that would say that, right. like about. You know, hey, are you guys going to be open with all like the Floyd protests and yeah. stuff like that? They're always like, we're keeping an eye on it. Like, what do you, what eye are you keeping on it? You know, like, are you, <laughs> do you have some helicopter up there that's looking at like riot formations? You know, right. <laughs> or uh, the best is when they said they would keep their eye on COVID numbers. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you doing? What do you, like, you're a pancake house. Like, what, what level of <laughs> expertise in viruses do you think you have? Like, where do you get that data? That's hilarious. Yeah, we got an app that currently updates it, and uh, we said we're uh, fine to open for business because uh, the rent is still due. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <coughs> All right, so that'll do it for today's Blackout Diaries. Um, other than that, that's it. Tell 50,000. Leave a review. We'll talk to you next week.